Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Cam. Yes, Alex. Would you like to hear a Halloween-themed joke this week? Well, as much as I am a little leery of your jokes, given that this is our final Halloween episode, sure, why not? Let's do it. So, a huge vampire bat came flying in from the night covered in bright red blood and sat himself on the ceiling of the cave so he could go to sleep. After a few seconds, the other vampire bats smelled the sweet, fresh blood that covered the huge vampire bat and began asking him relentlessly about where he got the blood. He told them to leave him alone and let him get some sleep, but they persisted until he finally gave in. He said, fine, follow me. He screeched and flew out of the cave with hundreds of his vampire bat friends flying behind him. Down out of the cave they went, across a river and into a forest full of trees. Finally, he cautiously started slowing down, and all the other vampire bats excitedly gathered around him. Now, do you see that tree over there? he asked. Yes, we see it, the vampire bats all screamed in a frenzy. Good, said the giant vampire bat, because I sure as hell didn't. I, I I just wish somebody would hit me with a bat. Chopper out to Dansby. Dansby throws to first base. Is this happening? It is! The Atlanta Braves are world champions! Welcome to the Chatting Average Podcast. Now you're all in big, big trouble. Let me talk to you. Welcome to your friendly neighborhood Atlanta Braves podcast. Welcome to Chatting Average. I'm your host, Alex, joined as always by Mr. Cam Matthews. Cam, how you doing today? Welcome, foolish mortals. <laughs> it is the chatting average spooktacular. Oh, God, you are terrible. Oh, me. Oh, my. It is the uh, the most grand time of year, Alex. <laughs> it is certainly your favorite time of the year, Cam. 
Oh, it is. It is uh, getting quite spooky outside, sir. It is fantastic. The air is cold. The leaves are dying back. The shadows grow (laughs) a little bit longer. Phillies fans are in their uh, in their tears drowning currently. <laughs> Phillies fans, diapers have long since filled. Yes. <laughs> Good times. Their diapers are more soiled than the liquor bags in which they tote. <laughs> oh goodness. It was it was sweet. Truly sweet. I don't I don't think I've ever enjoyed watching another team lose quite as much as I enjoyed watching the Arizona Diamondbacks come back to beat the Philadelphia Phillies in the National League Championship Series. It really was everything I could have possibly hoped for. Well, not only that, you know, to win two straight in Philadelphia to close out that series, you know, I kind of hope that just kills the whole narrative of, oh, the the Phillies is a house of horrors. You can't go in there and win because the Diamondbacks did. I, I think like Harper... Castellanos, Real Muto, and Schwarber had had like four combined hits in those last two games. Uh, yeah, yeah, they went one for twelve in Game Seven. I know. So, uh, so <laughs> Amazing. yeah, unbelievable, love it. The 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 juggernaut Phillies now that take a trip to Cancun to claim their spot on the beach right next to the Braves. Okay, I'm not going to say what I was just thinking. Anyway, I was going to say, I don't know. That's a lot of white guys going down to Mexico. You sure they're going to be comfortable with that? Oh, my God, Cam. (laughs) I'm just saying that is a very white lineup. Anyway, you're fired. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? (laughs) And uh, then on the other side of the bracket. So, I mean, okay, it's fun having the Cinderella-type story, Arizona Diamondbacks, the old scrappy underdog, making it to the World Series. And then, you know, on the opposite spectrum, hear me out here. think it's kind of nice that you see a team like the Rangers make it because they went for it. Yeah. You know, like, okay, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. As much as you know the old adage used to be you know well the yankees buy their championships because george steinbrenner spends all this money (laughs) well what we've learned is that in baseball to succeed for the most part you gotta open up the checkbook and in this day and age where there are so many teams still deciding to be cheap it is kind of refreshing to see a team that lost 100 games just a couple of years ago Decide, you know what? We're going to turn this thing around without completely tearing it down. And they spent money, and here they are. They're up one game to nothing in the World Series uh, with Game 2 currently going on here at Saturday night. Yeah, I mean, we've got a big enough sample size at this point to say that uh, just because you spend a ton of money does not... I mean, it doesn't guarantee it might not even correlate with whether or not you win a championship uh, at, at this point. So, um, I mean, it it is cool to see someone actually be able to succeed with a team that was very recently failing by by doing that. Um, yeah. And, and it, you know, and it makes you think, too. And, and there will always be the example that I use. But, man, can you just imagine if Baltimore decided to spend some money? Oh, man. 
and, and you know and you had so many of those um you I mean, Cincinnati could have been that same case. If they'd spent a right. little bit, they could have gotten over the hump. Right. I mean, it, Seattle. Oh, Seattle man. would just open up the checkbook instead of, you know, their general manager saying that they've got, what is it, a 10-year plan? <laughs> like, oh, no. that was horrible. I was, oh, I was so glad goodness. I wasn't a Mariners fan in that moment. I, I, oh boy, I, I would want my GM fired on the spot if they said something like that. Oh, it was terrible. Yeah. Oh, mercy. Yeah. Yeah. Not good. It, it was something to the effect, and it was very on the nose. It was like, I think our fans are getting a little spoiled or greedy. I, I forget what the word he used was, but it was something to that effect. And like, dude, like, it, even if that's the case, which it may well be shut up about it you don't say it <laughs> like it's it is free to not say something it it is it is truly amazing how how many people uh, you know especially in the sports world public figures like that just constantly feel the need to have to like present themselves as the smartest guy in the room yes you know like i promise nobody will ever like y- you will never be seriously frowned upon if you give a baseball answer for the most part. But boy, oh boy, people will not forget if you say something completely dumb like that. <laughs> Speaking of baseball answers, hey, Alex, do you think uh, do you think Alex Anthopoulos actually has a plan or is he just, uh, you know, is he just uh, lost in the woods uh, going into this offseason? Flying by the seat of his pants as per usual. Yeah, because. Because he, he he certainly won't tell us anything, so obviously he he's has he's no just a, a a ship without a rudder uh, as he's always been. Yep, yep, that's it. <laughs> how oh my god, how many people are new to this? Uh, I mean, we can't have that many new listeners, right? You all know uh, I'm sarcastic, right? Yeah, I I would hope so, and I would hope that people when Alex Anthopoulos blatantly says obviously i'm not going to say what our tactic is going to be it means he has a tactic but he's not going to say what it is well we already uh we already re-signed pierce johnson for uh for two years i think i saw about 14 million dollars on those two years um so uh, a back-end bullpen arm that's going to fit in real nicely with uh with with Minter and Iglesias and um you know if we get Matzik back anywhere near what he could have been that would be amazing <laughs> we our our bullpen would be just locked down yeah you know uh, that signing on the whole Pierce Johnson feels pretty good <laughs> that, that I that that would not have been my guess yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. But, but yeah, the 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 first move of of the uh, the off season was uh, was letting Pierce Johnson's free agency be as short as humanly possible. Yep, yep. And then uh, the San Francisco Giants are now no longer without a manager, but the San Diego Padres are. I, that it just blows my mind. You. you you want to you want to hear my opinion on it go for it i think the padres were not all too disappointed to uh just kind of let that happen they they need oh you're not wrong 
No, no, no. You're they, you're yeah, exactly they, correct. And they need a shakeup. And they I do think... need a shakeup. And I did not think that Bob Melvin was the shakeup that they needed. I thought AJ Preller was the shakeup they needed. Because anybody can go and sign these big name players when when uh when the owner's opening up the pocketbooks. Like that's an easy thing to do. But I I I mean well, it's a chemistry thing, right? It has no from from what I from what I've heard. It is an absolute refusal to to beef up their analytics department. Like their mm-hmm. analytics department is supposedly just a couple of guys. And that's always been the way Prellard has done it. And that's always going to be the way he does it. Which is a shame, too, because like if you said, OK, we're going to beef up this department to 10 players or, or 10, 10 people. Right. Yeah. That wouldn't be a hard sell to get people to potentially leave and come to your organization either. Like, Hey, we want you to come work at our office based in San Diego, where you get to work with the likes of Manny Machado, Fernando Tatis Jr. Like that's not a hard sale. You just have to open it. And from, from the general manager's perspective, and this is how I've seen it put from a lot of Padres fans on Twitter. um, He is rather than building a team he is more interested in assembling talent and 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 just that just doesn't work exactly and and, and when you, when you think about it with that in mind it it makes a lot of sense like just give give the moon to soto give the moon to machado give give everything to all these big name guys like well here here's a as, as college basketball season looms over us here's a here, here's uh, an analogy for you. Padres are the Kentucky basketball team of baseball in that it, it, you've got a bumper crop of talent on this roster. And you better some, win now. Well, no, it, but beyond that, they just they don't gel together. Like That's one thing that's, that's fascinating to me about Kentucky is that, you know, Calipari always gets these high, highly named recruits, but it seems like – you know, he's got one national championship and it's, <laughs> it's a, yeah, don't, don't get me on a roll about Calipari, but it's, it's one of those situations Wait, he went where to the final four with UMass, didn't he? Maybe in like <laughs> and, 1987 or something. Didn't he go with Memphis uh, um, as well? Yeah. <laughs> Toot rat. Good for him. Um, <laughs> Both of anyway, those got my, my, my point, my point, my point <laughs> is that you have all this talent, but because Again, like what the Padres have done, you're just you're raking in good players instead of raking in a talented roster. When they don't gel, it doesn't matter how many five star recruits. It doesn't matter how many big contracts you have on your your club. A thing that a good general manager does is gets players that meld together. And I guess I don't, you know, I agree that I don't feel like the Padres have done that, but. I think they're certainly looking at, at this as all right. If we could get the right guy in the clubhouse to you know kind of right this ship, then maybe we've got a chance. And so I, I think that's why they just they weren't exactly heartbroken to let Bob Melvin go. If it is in fact true that that they really have no interest in in analytics or, or kind of following the the trends of the rest of Major League Baseball at this point. Who the hell is going to want to go manage there? 
Let me tell you about a guy named Tony Tony LaRussa. (laughs) It had to be Tony (laughs) LaRussa. Tony LaRussa, who all of a sudden is 127 years old. I don't know if it's going to come through well on the recording, but we just said that at the exact same time. We did, we did. And this was not pre-planned. But Tony LaRussa is the obvious answer. Buck Walter. I think Buck Walter is 1B. Aren't they interviewing him? For, oh, man, that would be so, so perfect. And it would go so terribly. Well, so speaking of other uh, managerial uh, interviews, apparently Craig Council is interviewing with the Mets, which I hate. I don't like that at all. Nope. Yeah, don't, don't like that. No, don't get thank me wrong. you. Like, first off... It, Craig Council's a, a a good manager, and so like obviously I don't want I don't want good things for the Mets. Like I don't want to stare at his drip looking face <laughs> for umpteen games a season. I I mean Gabe Kapler's still on the table. It's it's just too perfect of a fit for the Mets. I thought I read somewhere that Gabe Kapler interviewed for like some office job. Did he really? Yeah, like a FedEx Kinkos or something. I'm joking. <laughs> no, I like I look, we've only got this episode and one after it. I gotta get all this out. Get those jokes off. There, that's it. I'm just gonna Hey, you know why Tony LaRusso's hair is so gray? Is because he ran out of alcohol, so he's drinking his hair dye. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I would not like that move uh, at, at all because, again, I, I think Craig Council, for the shoestring budget that he has been given in Milwaukee, has done phenomenally. And so you hand that guy an open checkbook, and if he can have involvement in who he wants, uh, you know, that, that would be a very good thing for the Mets, I feel. Yeah, it, it, it would. Um, Who else is looking for a manager? Are, did the Yankees and Boone part ways? No, and hot take, nor should they. It's not his fault. No, no. They were like, just I, horribly I, plagued by injuries. But plagued it, by injuries and I mean when you when you have that much money commit committed to an Aaron Judge and a and a and a Mike a Giancarlo Stanton. Um good lord. So it, could, it used to be Mike. Uh <laughs> for like a season. <laughs> Um, but uh, when you have that much I, com- money committed to those two guys, they're they're, they're players that are going to get injured fairly often. It's just how it is. Yeah, I I do think it's interesting. Well, I don't know, and obviously the conversation has been said multiple times. But like, at what point do you look at it and say you did great things for us, but this is not where we are supposed to be? Are you talking because, about Boone? Or are you talking about Cashman or both? I'm I'm talking about Brian Cashman. Oh yeah, I I I I think it's, I've, I, I mean if I I'm think a, it's time. If I if I were a Yankees fan, I would have been ready to say goodbye to Brian Cashman a long time ago. Yes, like thank you for everything you did for us. Thank you for all the championships. Uh, but this is it. Right. Right. Yeah, like take a take a front office advisory role. We'll keep you on the payroll or something. Just go away. Yeah. 
Well, the, well. To be fair, the Steinbrenner family also doesn't have the spine that they used to either. That's so, very true. I don't know. That's it. it, it there, I'm interested one day to get a thirty for thirty on this. And I don't even know if you can call it a downfall necessarily because, like, they're not. They don't have a losing record, and you know, it is. It is an interesting era of Yankees baseball. Because it, it genuinely is because like it's not one much, of those they're terrible eras. It's not one of those they're beating the world. They're good. They're they're usually pretty good. But that's not like what everyone grew up expecting from the Yankees. It, exactly. And I think it, to, to a point, it's unfair to look at the, the mid to late 90s and then the early 2000s Yankees teams and still expect that kind of run right like that beyond uh you know beyond that three that five-year window of the giants you know that that's la- that's the last really you know real dynasty that we baseball yeah it was unfair to look at it now and say okay well you're supposed to be this because that's just not sustainable but two at the end of the day like from a championship standpoint, yes, they're not the Yankees of old. But I feel like from every other standpoint, they're also not the Yankees of old. Right. Right. No, the hey. like they're they're I don't know what it is. In in like, every conceivable way, the the franchise has lost its edge. Yeah. It, they're not a team you're afraid of anymore. They're a team of super. Or it's not that I'm advocating that, like, hey, I want the Yankees to sign. You know what the big one is for me? There was What's there that? was probably about 20 years where if someone was a free agent, you felt like there was about a 70% chance they were signing with the Yankees. If they yeah, were if yeah, they were a good it, it, big name free agent. And it, exactly and that's just not them anymore. They I don't think the Yankees are are one of the first phone calls you take if you're a player anymore. No, they're not. And you know when we played them this season it during those games like that first night as we're going through their lineup i'm like who are these people because <laughs> it, it and it, like again you, you, you give some respect to kyle higashioka okay they're they're a quality football team they had a winning record right in but, a really tough division in, in a very tough division but again it's just it's not a team built like that used to be it, it it's just it's very interesting to me it is it is well cam you know it is spooky season so oh yes i know that you have prepared some 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 spooky games for us i so... have uh <laughs> but first uh first cue the thunder and lightning right here Okay, I'm trusting that you put that in in post. All right, thunder and lightning. Okay, Alex. So, our first spooky game tonight. I'm scared. Do you like, do you like Mad Libs? Ooh, I do. I haven't I haven't done Mad Libs in a while. All right, we got we got a good Mad Lib. I got to I got to Oh god, I got to remember my parts of speech. Yeah, yeah. Oh no. 
<laughs> this is it's gonna be a good English one here. So, <laughs> or an expose so, on how terrible I am. <laughs> we have a classic horror movie themed Mad Lib for you tonight. Love to it. start start things off. This has nothing to do with baseball, but neither does Halloween. So here we go. All right. First, I need from you, Alex, an adjective. Squirrely. Okay, coming out the gate hot. All right, now I need a plural noun. Hello? Catchers. Catchers, okay. Please excuse me while I write these. All right. Next, I need an adjective. Stinky. Okay. Now I need a part of the body, plural. Plural. Plural, yes. Knees. Knees, okay. All right, next. I need another part of the body, singular. Um, elbow. All right, a noun. Bat. Okay, another noun. Trophy. Noun. Luchador. <laughs> okay, it's shaping up nicely. All right, give me another noun. Puck. Excuse me? Puck, P-U-C-K, puck. Okay, that, that is, you cut out for a second. That is not what I thought you said. I am, uh, I, I am looking around my room and naming things. I love lamp. All right. <laughs> there is a luchador mask to my right. That is right. All right. Uh, give me another noun. Let's go light bulb. All right. Another noun. Glove. Glove. Okay. An adjective. Come on now. <laughs> I'm trying to think of something like ridiculously southern, like tarnation. Um, <laughs> that, that that would be a noun. I know. Okay. Um, cold. Cold. Okay, and two more nouns. Let's go mascot and shoe. Okay. Here we go, Alex. This is our horror movie-themed Halloween Mad Lib. (laughs) Here is the list of the most squirrely horror catchers ever made in Hollywood. Each of these stinky films received a rating of two knees up from Siskel and Ebert. Two knees up. That uh, that sounds promiscuous. Okay. I... And not not anything I would want from Siskel or Ebert, quite frankly. Not with that attitude. <laughs> okay, our first film, The Hunch Elbow of Notre Bat. All right, starting off with the winner. Okay, our second horror film classic, The Trophy of the Living Luchador. Ooh, I would watch that movie. Oh, absolutely! That, I, that I, feels, I am that turning... feels like a WWE Network made movie. Oh, absolutely! I, We're I, like Rey Mysterio shows up for ten minutes, at, but is billed as a main character. 
<laughs> and WWE superstar Rey Mysterio. <laughs> okay. Our third classic film, The Puck of Frankenstein. Bet Frankenstein would be a heck of a hockey player. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He would he's, just, he's a defenseman. He would just be a bully. Yeah. 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 Uh, just, <laughs> just, just a bully. Who was that? Who was that giant that played for the Bruins for a while? Zadara or something like that? Oh yeah, that monster of a man who was like legit six ten or something. They're just the scariest looking person I've ever seen. That's like, Frankenstein. Somebody that, somebody that big shouldn't be on ice skates, <laughs> right? <laughs> All right, our next classic film: Invasion of the Light Bulb Snatchers. Hmm. That just that just sounds annoying. That really is, yeah. It, I mean, is there nothing that, worse? That that is next level evil. Actually, now that I think about it, yeah, like you know, you know how upset I'd about... be if someone came and snatched all my light bulbs, or or snatched all of your light bulbs, but one. Ooh, and you just got to go room to room. All right, you got to take the what light bulb with you. Yeah, every right. room. Yeah, I love it. You don't know hard times, Daddy. All right. <coughs> Our next classic film, Glove from the Cold Lagoon. <laughs> All right. Next up, we've got the last mascot on the left. Ooh. That's uh, that's that's. That's when Blooper finally offs Mr. Met and the Philly Fanatic, isn't it? <laughs> well, I was going to say, if there was a horror movie about a mascot, I feel like it would have to be uh, Stanford's mascot, because that thing is terrifying. The tree? The tree. <laughs> like, th- what's even worse is if when you look back at older pictures of it in black and white. It's the scariest thing ever. <laughs> and it's not even it's not even the official school mascot, it's the marching band's mascot. It's really weird. It is weird. Coming up to you on next week's mascot minute. Oh god, we did that for a while, huh? Yeah, one season. Hey. There was and, a now, time. And, and now Blobby is mad at us. <laughs> okay, and our final classic horror film, The Shoe of the Opera. I'm bad at this game. (laughs) There you go. I'm 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 glad I could I could end it on a real stinker. Oh, uh, naturally, (laughs) naturally. There was there's no other way we would uh, we would do this. Okay, Alex. Our next Halloween game is baseball related. Ooh, okay, fun. So. Uh, over the past couple of years, you know, baseball has picked up new exhibition style games, one of which being is the Field of Dreams game. Now, Field of Dreams, while not exactly thought of as a Halloween or horror movie, the fact of the matter is it does involve ghosts. It's it's a zombie movie at its core. Well, essentially, yes. <laughs> so... Let's say that in a couple of years, the Braves are selected to play in the Field of Dreams game, but they are not going to play against a modern MLB team. No, 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 no. They are going to play against an actual Field of Dream team of ghosts. And what we are going to do tonight is construct a lineup for the Braves to take on 
in the Field of Dreams game. Do we want the Braves to win or lose this game? (laughs) We want this to be a barn burner of a game. Okay. So our job here is to construct the perfect one through nine plus pitcher lineup of dead baseball players. Of dead baseball players. Okay. Uh, well, well, it's uh, we gonna we gonna go back and forth by position. How do you want to do this? Uh, well, let's see. Hang on, I didn't plan that far ahead. You son of a bitch. <laughs> sure. All right. So we'll we'll do position wise. We'll go position wise first, and then we'll figure out our uh our lineup, our batting order. How does that sound? All right. Sounds good. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Hang on. So, one through nine plus a DH. Starting pitcher. Dead baseball player. Who are we going with? Ooh. Um, I think Necro. You think so? I, I think Phil. I th- yeah. I, give me give me Nuxie because... It's you something know, that don't they've never seen. Actually, Jose Fernandez is my starting pitcher. Ooh, okay, okay. Yeah. Yep. See, all right, that that's a good point because see, it is it is easy to, like you say, you know, ghost well, baseball player. When I, when I, when to I go, said to go film, old, exactly, and when I when I said Necro, the reason I I was thinking that is because a knuckleball would translate really to any era because you're not right. gonna, you're not going to have the, in, unless you're looking at RA Dickey who somehow was throwing like 89 mile an hour knuckleballs um you like it, they're all going to be slow pitches that's true i don't know you could have gone with walter johnson <laughs> the wacky sidearm yeah, yeah, the old rubber band sidearm. The <laughs> smoothest sidearm you've ever seen in your entire life. Ooh. I I mm, Bob Gibson's a tough one too. Yeah, that is true. They changed the rules for him. They did change the rules for him. I don't know. Well, you, you got Tom Seaver in there as well. Yep. I don't know. I'm still going Jose. We didn't get to see him pitch enough games. Okay, all right. I'm I'm good with that. Okay, so behind the plate, catching. I know exactly who I'm going for. I am thinking just for the sake of interviews before, during, and after the oh, game. Oh yeah. Oh, I Yogi know who you're going for. Yep, absolutely. It has to be Yogi, right? Exactly. <laughs> Who's like the closest thing we have to him nowadays? Who? Uh, Joey Votto. Maybe? That's that. Yeah, that that's kind of what I'm thinking. Like, he's not as he's not as notoriously dumb. He's far more introspective, it seems, than yeah. than Yogi was. But, um, but yeah, has a, kind of that that fun loving side. Wants to make everyone fall in love with the game. It, right. Exactly. Okay. So now we head over to first base. Who is our ghost? first baseman going to be oh goodness gracious um mm. i it, it's it's got to be Gehrig, right yeah yep yep give me lou lou Gehrig. 
Or I don't know. Jackie Robinson played some first base too. What was really I I'm I'm gonna struggle with some of the positions of older players, I think. That's okay. That's okay. You're in front of your computer, right? Yes, sir. Use that Google machine. Absolutely. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna go with Garrig at first. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know about you, but when 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 we start talking about second baseman, I start feeling a little Hornsby. Roger Hornsby. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's probably not a bad pick. Let's see. Second base feels kind of like one of those positions where I don't. It's it's weird. It's not a notable notable position, right? It really, yeah. Yeah, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it a boring position necessarily, but it's where they, it's where they stick all the little guys. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> all right, we're going Roger Hornsby. Going Rogers Hornsby, I think it's got to be. Okay. All right, now we head across the diamond over to the hot corner, third base. I, I know who I want to go with. Let's well, see. Oh, oh it's crap. yeah. Oh crap. I, oh crap. I said that. And then now I'm not, I'm now I'm not oh, sure. Oh no, there, there are two that I think you're torn between right now. I think those two are Eddie Matthews and Brooks Robinson. You would be exactly right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know me too well. Those, those are the two that I am. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I mean, <laughs> you have Eddie Matthews, the one of the most underrated players of in baseball history or you also have the potentially the best or 1.2 best uh hitting third baseman ever yeah that is that is so tough my heart says eddie my head says brooks i'll, I'll defer to you cam <sighs> We're going Eddie Matthews. This is a Braves podcast. Absolutely. I'm okay, with it. There it is. <laughs> All right. Now back over to shortstop. All right. So um shortstop. I I think you just I think you go with the goat. I think you go Honus Wagner. That's fine by me. I, I mean, that- I was I was gonna go with Derek Jeter since he's dead to me. <laughs> that's good that's good stuff <laughs> but i i just i, I want to see that speed in this game right like that that fabled speed that they said honus wagner had johannes wagner you he you know he ran like a six five forty. stop it i don't know no they 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 say he had like debilitating speed yeah he ran a six five forty, and he was the fastest man on earth Okay. <laughs> All right. Now we head to the outfield and we can, you know, we can, we can switch this around however you want to. Uh, I mean, Willie and Hank are out there. There's, there, uh, there's, we, Willie Mays is still alive. Hank's out there. I mean, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're sticking him in right then, right? Yep. Yep. We'll put him in right. Um, 
Babe Ruth is disqualified because we're not sure if he killed his wife or not. Uh, I've got a center fielder in mind. Who you got? Give me the Mick. Mickey Mantle. That's a good one. You've got a switch hitter, power switch hitter, speed center fielder. Could have potentially, and, and I will always say this, and I've, I'm sure I've said this multiple times on this show, but could have been the greatest player of all time had he not blown out his knee his rookie year. Yep. I I've I figured out the third, and, and, by and, the way. and it's a and, and it's an injury that like heals so much better with modern medicine. You know, right? It's if he'd been around today, he would have been fine, and his name would have been Mike Trout. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Mickey Mantle was, could have quite literally been the greatest baseball player ever. So, anyway. so, so mix in center, right? Yeah, M- Mickey Mantle's in center field. All right. Dude. Well, then, th- then in left, we we I'm I'm going to pick the the one of the baddest dudes of all time, Ted Williams. Oh God. The Braves do not stand a chance in this game. No, absolutely not. They're going to die. Okay. <laughs> so, there are position players. Now, we have to pick a designated hitter. Oh, uh, d- how about we pick, um, can I pick, like, the original form of Barry Bond's body? No. Oh. <laughs> hmm. that, that does not count. <laughs> Um and neither no, never mind. <laughs> no, I, I I I'm not saying that one. I didn't stop. Okay. Um let me get Clemente. Ooh. Hey, I got an idea though. What do you got? I think we put Clemente in the outfield because of his uh his defense. And yeah, we you're slot, probably right. We slot Ted as the DH. There we go. That works for me. Okay. And I know Clemente was a right fielder, but you can't have his, it over Hank. His defensive prowess, he'll be fine in left. Yeah. All right. So we're slotting Ted as the DH. Okay. So who is leading us off in this uh this, this unreal lineup? I I think you go speed. Right, I think you go Honus Wagner. Uh, yeah, I mean, if he's if he's half of, as fast as you say he is, then that's the way to go. Well, that's what Jeff told me, so I'm just I'm just <laughs> trusting what Jeff said. <laughs> Jeff saw him play in person. Okay, uh, number two hitter. I hmm. Number mm-hmm. two, give me give me Clemente. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Okay, number three. Has to be Ted? I think so. Okay. The Ted at three. I refuse to I refuse to put anyone but Hank Aaron at cleanup. Yes, sir. All right. Number five. Uh I think you go Lou Gehrig. Yep. Sounds right. Mm, hang on. Nope. No, I no. I, Eddie? No. no. I want to say Mickey because you've got you know you got the switch hitting ability. Yeah, yeah. Put All Mickey. Right. Put Mickey there. Okay, we're going Mick at five. Then we can go Eddie. 
Okay, rounding us out. Golly, but do we really want to? Do we really want to back Garrett all the way down at seventh? Well, we're gonna have a pretty stacked bottom three. We're gonna have Garrett Hornsby and and who else are we still looking at? Yogi Berra. Berra Berra's ninth, right? Yes, yes. I, okay. I'd say of of this list, which is it is it is not a, a shameful thing to say you're the worst hitter on this list, but I would say he's the worst hitter on this list. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, uh, are we going? I guess we'll go Garrick Hornsby. Yeah. Yeah, that okay. sounds good to me. I like that. Okay. Lineup. All right. So, leading us off, Honus Wagner. Batting second, Roberto Clemente. Batting third, Ted Williams. Batting cleanup, Hank Aaron. Batting fifth, Mickey Mantle. Batting sixth, Eddie Matthews. Batting seventh, Lou Gehrig. Batting eighth, Roger Hornsby. And batting ninth, Yogi Berra. On the mound tonight for your ghost team, Jose Fernandez. Yeah, the ghosts are winning that like 25 to nothing. Oh, it's going to be ugly. It's going to be real bad. (laughs) <laughs> it is going to be very, very ugly. I, I do not want to see Kirby Yates uh, with, with Ted Williams in the box. <laughs> yeah, no, that would be a... <laughs> uh, the look on Michael Tonkin's face when Hank Aaron climbs in. <laughs> Jesse Chavez steps out and then like turns back to the bullpen is like, uh-uh. No, no, Jesse Chavez is striking out three dudes. That's the one thing we can rely on. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk forever about the sixth inning where Jesse Chavez just struck out the side. Yeah, we might have lost by 20 runs, but do you remember that Jesse Chavez inning? <laughs> Too bad Jesse Chavez was drug into the cornfield for his misdeeds. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> Oh, good time. Well, I don't know about I don't know about you guys, but I'm spooked. Oh, oh, so so spooked. It's a it's not as spooky as the curse of the colonel. It certainly isn't. That was a that was an all-time uh Halloween story. <laughs> the curse of the I still can't believe that's a real thing. <laughs> or uh what what's what's that hotel in Milwaukee? Ooh. I'm not gonna remember that, dude. That was at least one, maybe two years ago. Yeah, but it's that hotel that like every team will swear to you is actually haunted. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then of course there was that story about like if you put your ear up close to Ty Cobb's plaque, you can hear voices or something. And that's where I made the whisper joke. <laughs> <laughs> still, still one of my favorite things I've ever said on this show. I, I that is. That is one of the the hardest laughs I think I've ever had. <laughs> oh, good times. I was completely blindsided. Good times. That is, is good stuff. Well, Alex, that is all I have for this year's Halloween Spooktacular and the final Halloween Spooktacular of Chatting Average. <laughs> yeah, at, at, halfway through next October, Cam's going to DM me and be like, do you want to do a Halloween episode just like a Halloween episode? Either that or I'll DM one of the like seven new Braves podcasts that are sure to pop up after this season <laughs> to see if they want to have me on. Like, this, this 
Braves thing is, you know, well, you know, we're going to quit and then like five more are going to pop up. Oh, yeah. And they and they're all going to go international. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, hey, four uh four seasons ain't bad. No, no, I'm 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 proud of our body of work here. I'd, I'd say so. We're not done yet. No, yeah, this is not this is not it for us, you guys. We are going to be recording a final episode for you coming up here in the next week or so. Um, we will uh, we will get that done. We're going to try to wrangle up some uh, some of our old friends to talk to and uh, and put together something really cool for you to uh, to put a bow on this whole thing. Um, so that is it for the spooky episode. Uh for Mr. Cam Matthews, my name's Alex. We'll see y'all next time on another brand new episode of the Chatting Average Podcast. Bye. has been the chatting average podcast be sure to check out our merchandise store at teespring.com slash stores slash chatting average podcast and please consider becoming a patron of our show at patreon.com slash chatting average we'll see you next week for another brand new episode 